0: Welcome to the Daily News. Marshall Ferguson, Mike Daly, at TSN underscore Marsh, at Daily News 8, at CF Perspective is where you can find us on the social channels. Mike's Twitter is fire. (laughs) <laughs> come
1: check it out <laughs> uh
0: you can check out fox 40 gear products to make your combine run smoothly or your season if you're in season already or training camp because you're getting ready for the summer season i know summer football is coming around and everybody's getting set for the fall as well stop you can shop whistles stopwatches, ball pumps and more fox40shop.com use the code cfp15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order coming up on the show today we have uh, a little bit of a week one recap, quick little toss around here. If you want more of that, we'll uh, hopefully have some of that for you. The breakdown later on in the week. I am going to call the Winnipeg Ottawa game coming up this Friday, and convenient, oh, yeah. uh, convenient because Derek Taylor, the co-host of the breakdown, will be in the same hotel. So we're just oh. gonna we're gonna sit down in person and do the podcast together in the hotel in uh, in Ottawa. I'm hoping coming up on Friday. And a little uh, little tidbit for you here. Uh, I am going fishing with Brad Sinopoli on Thursday. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping to record a podcast in the boat uh, with Brad Sinopoli on Thursday of us just shooting the shit, hanging out, trying to catch some fish in the Rideau River.
1: <laughs> so, oh, that'll be awesome. That'll be a yeah. fun time, man.
0: Yeah. What, were, what were your experiences like playing against Sinopoli, like?
1: uh well we had played against each other in university so yeah. we kind of knew who each other were I mean I knew who he was a little more than he he knew who I was because he was a little bit older yeah and uh and then we started to do some community events and that's where I met him as I would meet him at some of these like CFL community events and just talking to him he's he's a beauty he's, he's the like, nicest <laughs> human on the planet yeah, I don't know how to I don't know how to put it he's like he's just super nice like outgoing and You can see why he'd be open to fishing with you and doing a podcast and getting out there. Like, but yeah, he's a good guy. And I mean, he ruined, like we said before, he ruined the Canadian quarterback position for a long time because they're all like, ah, go play receiver because he did it so well, but it's cool. It's cool to see him though. He's still involved and now that all he wants to do is fish.
0: Anytime that somebody says to me, football is a cutthroat world. It's a business. You got to be an asshole. You know, you really got, you got to fight for your job. You got to be mean to people. You got to break knees. And you got to, I just go, uh, Brad Sinopoli is one of the greatest Canadian receivers I've ever seen. And he could not be more of a ray of sunshine. (laughs) Like, Yeah. And also just like, but also just like super skinny and just like, probably didn't have the right to do the things that he did, but he was just like great at football. And it. I loved watching him play so much that 20 I think it was 2018 season where he broke the record for Canadian catches in a single season. Um, I cut together the reel. I went back through and just searched on this like thing that the CFL internal film had of like Sinopoli catches. And I just grabbed them in chronological order. And I actually posted them on my YouTube page just as a cut up of like, I wanted to have a record of every catch that Brad Sinopoli made throughout the entire year. It was like 118 or something stupid like that. Uh, and I love watching it because it's like, it's the simplest stuff. It's the It's the like, little crossing road or a little sit between zones or shot to the flats or whatever it might be. And he just did it so effectively and with a smile on his face and was the best ambassador for the CFL. And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited just to catch up. And I also, I want to bust him a little bit on, do you remember that dribble kick that they tried to do? I think it was like Friday night football against Winnipeg actually. Yeah. Uh, I do where remember that. They caught behind the line of scrimmage on like second and 20 and we're trying to like dribble it past the line of scrimmage so he could dive on it and get a fresh set of downs because they thought they had like reinvented the wheel and found a, cr- cracked the code of what was possible. And and he like totally duffed the dribble and then just got obliterated. And like the other the other team got the ball, at, like their 15 yard line or something. I was like, oh, that's I can't. where they
1: that's where they practice it and like walk through with no one around, no <laughs> yeah. pads, no helmet. And so they're like, hey, yeah, good kick, Brad. That's, that'll work. That'll work. And then let's,
0: let's take the skinniest guy on the field, have him dribble, kick it into a linebacker's chest. And People then
1: probably go up to him and be like, uh, you're an athlete. Well, volleyball, maybe. What do you play?
0: <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, his dad was a coach at Crestwood High in Peterborough. And he, I mean, I, here's my earliest experience of Brad Stopley, That I, I always tell the story. So if you've heard it here on CFB, I apologize. But uh, when he was at Crestwood in Peterborough, I was at Frontenac High School in Kingston. And the way that the of bowls were set up at that point, the National Capital Bowl, essentially, Kingston had to go through Peterborough Kawartha in order to get to the champions of either the Kawarthas or Barry and then they would play against the champion from Ottawa so it was basically like Kingston and West versus Brockville East towards Ottawa because there's so many different schools playing in Ottawa and it's such a great football city Uh, so I was like a grade 9 or grade 10 kid and Frontenac my high school was in, a, I think, a, uh, an office of semifinal or a quarterfinal, and it was in Peterborough. And I went to the game, and Brad Sinopoli was the quarterback for Crestwood High School. And I didn't know who he was. Again, super tall, lanky, athletic. I, I make fun of him being, like, skinny and lanky, but the dude's a freaky athlete. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he really is. He's super fast. And uh, you watch his touchdown run in the 2010 Yates against Western, where he's, like, shoulder pad yeah. falling off. Do- yeah, him. like, uh, but, which, by the way, Cirilla jetty. That's a flag, man. You can't block back. Oh, now. Like that. <laughs> now it is. Then it was
1: a great block. it's it a great yeah, at the time.
0: Yeah. Enough, uh, crack
1: um, backs and de-cleat de- somebody.
0: Exactly. Just murdered somebody right into their chest. But he, <laughs> uh, but Sinopoli in that game, I found out from the coaching staff when I got, because he was great in that game. But then I, I asked them down the road because he was playing at the University of Ottawa as a quarterback. I'm like, Hey, that was Sinopoli that night hey, that you guys played against. Cause it was the same senior football coaching staff at my high school. They go, yeah. And I was like, he was pretty good. They go, Marsh, you don't understand. Every drive, he was calling his own plays, and he would pick a different defensive back and just go to work on it because he thought the best thing to do was just to tire out that defensive back on that drive. And so it was like, this is the field corner drive. And it was like, every concept was, let's go three by two, and then motion the two slot back across, and like... that field corner on an island and we're going to run seven different types of routes against him like it's on air and then the next year
1: kids quit football that year (laughs) (laughs) and like we had this anymore my senior football team 400 yards
0: (laughs) my senior football team was pretty good and they had like good defensive backs and stuff but he just picked on like there were dbs from that high school team that went to guelph and laurie and there were some oua starters on that team did not matter he just shredded them so that's i always think about that in terms of imagine having the superpower to not only call your own plays have a mastery of your own playbook but also to understand which person you wanted to go at and then just start rotating the dbs you wanted to go at because you knew you could beat all of them i'm like oh that's a hell of a <laughs> thing to be able to do
1: yeah no kidding
0: yeah, it is, uh, right. i mean
1: i mean the thing is is you see it now in the cfl they'll do that and that's kind of going jumping somewhere else that's kind of why you don't see a lot of canadian corners because what you'll Mm. end up seeing is they'll rotate like you said they'll go two by three they'll take they'll take the number two strong they'll rotate them over so pretty much leave that one receiver out there and they'll just go to work and even if it they'll put their best receiver out there and the field is so wide i mean before it was now it's a little less wide yeah but before it was so wide that there was so many different routes you could run and you'd have to show if you were going to help them early because you'd have to track that receiver over or you'd have to leave a guy back there to be like, you're not throwing here. Right. And then you'd work your numbers to the to the boundary side. But that's kind of why you don't see those Canadian corners anymore because number one, coaches don't think that they can cover as well. Right. And number two, it's also like probably because – They just know that if we go at this guy enough times, we're going to be able to get him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that's why you
1: don't see it all that much anymore.
0: Well, that actually leads me into something I wanted to ask you about here off the top just for a minute or two. Um, I've been I added tracking formations into my data tracking for this season. Uh, It's adding a lot of time, unfortunately, to me actually getting (laughs) through games. But it's interesting stuff because I want to see definitively who are the best teams in quads who are the best teams in 32 23 when there's a fullback in the game three by one by who who likes to go weak strength or on and on and on and the thing that i noticed there were two teams in week one that really set a trend in this one was winnipeg ton of quads four by one Mm. a lot of it okay and i thought that was interesting the other thing was ottawa more than any other team they went 23 which if people aren't familiar with the terminology That essentially means that ball is on, let's say the left hash and the typical formation, if you want to call it typical would be 32, right? So you're three receivers to the, to the wider side of the field and two into the boundary. And man, La just like almost, I haven't crunched the numbers on it yet. I'll have actual numbers by the time I hit the broadcast booth on Friday night, but they must have been more than 50% of the time, probably 60, 65, 70. If I had to guess just off of the tracking uh in 23 like they were just putting two receivers to the field and saying go to work we got space out here but it's also because there's more room into that boundary where they must feel more comfortable putting three into the short side now than they typically would why do you think that 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 became more prevalent and, and do you think because you've played against winnipeg and buck pierce's offense and claros and all those guys why do you think they also were so heavy quads it could have just been single game planning obviously but I wonder whether or not it's going to be a trend going forward for both of these teams because it was it really jumped out compared to a lot of other clubs
1: yeah I think what you tend to see is there's certain teams you'll play against that so there's this thing called uh, defenses either are a checking team meaning they'll audible the play they'll change the play dependent on the formation right or they're a play it team so whatever play comes in, no matter yep. where these receivers line up, whether it's empty, no running backs back there, it's 41, right? It's 14, 23, um, they won't check. So they're just going to play their play. That's tougher to deal with for offense because then you can call any play, but it requires a ton more communication on defense because anybody that's watched a CFL game, you can go from 32 set to 23 to 41 all before the snap of the play. So you could imagine if you're trying to play a call and there's all these different rotations that are required in this call, right? That's a lot of communication and that's where busts happen. And that's where coaches are nervous about busts. So what other coaches would do to combat that is they'll say, okay, when they go 41, we're going to have these two plays that we check into unless it's a full out pressure where we're just man to man and we can track these guys everywhere, but then the offense will see that. Cause then they'll see the free safety going across. They'll see the boundary half going back across. They'll see whatever. And the Sam staying, whatever it might be, they'll be able to pinpoint that off. And then if they do check, like, so I would imagine in that game, Ottawa was checking their 41 check. So they would play these specific plays. So then Winnipeg just sits there early on in the game. They'll go into 41 a couple of times. The guys up in the booth will say, Okay, it looks like that boundary half is tracking that number four, but he's staying high. So then what we'll do is we'll then bring him back over. Now we know we have numbers to the field, so maybe we'll run a screen because that boundary half isn't coming all the way over, Mm -hmm. right? So what it is is it's just, okay, what are they playing? And now we'll take advantage of it. So they're essentially drawing up plays in the game, once they realize what check they have in week one's a little tougher because you're like, okay, I don't know what these guys checks are because they might've changed them in training camp. But once you go down the season, you know, week eight, nine, 10, when they have a little bit more information, they'll be like, oh, we know they're going to be in this in 41. We know they're going to be in this in 23 on these downs and distances. So this is where we're going to draw our play up to beat their checks. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you'll see when those teams will be like, okay, we know that they don't practice 41 as much. We know they don't practice 23 as much. That's what we'll do.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And I'll keep an eye on it as I continue to track and, and we'll talk more about it as the season goes on. The other thing we wanted to mention before we get to uh, this week's interview here on the Daily News is uh, the, the running back situation in Montreal. William Standback goes down. Uh, at, thankfully, it was an angle, man. I thought I hate playing amateur doctor, but I thought that was a MCL at least. Like watching his knee hyperextend on the inside, I'm like, that's got to be the MCL. But thankfully, it was an ankle dude is just an absolute horse. So his body's built differently than anything I've ever experienced. Uh, And he is out. Jesuit Antwi comes in, eh, shaky moments here and there, but then busts a 70 yard. And then plays well the rest of the game and like, earns it, right? Like, looks like he's like, hey, you're the backup. And everybody in the media coming out of that game is like, they're going to have a Canadian running back in Montreal. Nope.
1: No. and Well, we don't,
0: part, we, we don't know, but there was a trade yeah. made here that you and I both looked at. We were like, this is classic CFL of like, yeah, we love the Canadian guy. The Canadian guy played good. Good for him. Congratulations. Also, we're trading for Walter Fletcher.
1: Yeah. And that's how it works. Like, that's what people don't understand. Unless you're a team that has a crazy amount of Canadian depth, right? Where you can rotate and you have, you have a couple starters that you know are starters that aren't starting on your team, but you know, they can, they're capable of coming in, right? Like Hamilton right now with Ted Laurent, they know if something happens and, you know, one of those D tackles go down, they can start Ted. And then they have a little bit more flexibility to move Canadians around. When you're a team that only has a certain amount of starters and you decide that, okay, this position's American, what's going to happen is because of the roster rules, you're going to have the Canadians that have to be the backups, but now William Stanback's out. They said running backs, an American position. And what they're going to do is they're going to go out and get a guy like Walter Fletcher. They trade for him. Right. So, you know, that's more serious than just picking a guy up. I'm going to say, you're going in at running back, Jeshwan, you're back up again. That's how it's, that's how it's (laughs) going to go. And, and it's so unfortunate because, and I hope he starts. I hope he does. I really hope, I really hope Antwi starts because you know, you just need experience to get better. And that's what's going to end up happening. He's, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's but just dude, the he's, way this it is, works. This man. is
0: the thing that was frustrating for me. He's ready. Like yeah. the 70 yard run that he had, he burst through the line of scrimmage, goes north, south. There's two defensive backs who converge on him. And he looks like stand back. Like he, he's running and two dudes hit him at the same time on both sides. He's just like, bow, And he bursts through them and then hits the Jets. And yeah, Trey Roberson caught him because Trey Roberson can catch anybody. But right. it's like...
1: Almost fumbled though.
0: Well, I almost had flashbacks to the Deshaun Amos tracking. That's what I was thinking. tracking down yeah. Ricky Collins Jr. It was the same corner in Calgary in Week One. I was like, this is going to be the exact same thing. Like 80-yard play for Ricky Collins Jr. in week one, 2021. Oh. Bang, gets popped out by Deshaun Amos, who now is an Argo, uh, which is kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, anyways, it's we'll see how that shakes out with Montreal, their running back situation. And, and, but that's uh, the
1: world of the CFL. Yeah, exactly. It's when well, you said when you design a spot as an American, you're going to find another American to put in. And I think Davis was the one that said it, it might have been yes. Davis or Milt. He was like, yeah, another American will be in. And it's too bad, man, because give this guy a shot.
0: Uh, the interview this week, if you have clicked on this, uh, podcast, you are probably waiting to hear from the man himself and not us rambling around. So we will get to it now. It is Simone Lawrence, just a quick little 30 second synopsis here, Mike of, uh, your chat with Simone. I haven't heard it yet. I'm excited to listen to this.
1: Yeah, it was good to get him on. I mean, obviously we talked about the hit a little bit, but we also just talked about his, his energy and, and the type of guy that he is and what people don't see behind the scenes because he's one of the best leaders, best teammates I've had. And I had to get him on to, so that everybody could kind of see who Simone is behind closed doors. And he's the exact same guy you see on the field. He's a best teammate. You'll see how he talks about his teammates in this interview. But yeah, he's just, he's such a good teammate of mine. And I'm, I'm, I'll defend him with every one of these things just because he plays hard and he's playing football the right way.
0: There you go. Simone Lawrence right here on Canadian Football Perspective.
1: Simone Lawrence. Sim, my friend. What's going on, man? I love the glasses. I tell oh, you guys. I
2: just want to give you a freaking hug right now, dog. I miss you,
1: man. Oh, man, I miss, I miss you guys too. It's you especially, man. You pop on with those sunglasses. I've noticed you've got a pair of those and you've been wearing those things any chance you get.
2: Yeah, we're going to get a pair out to you for sure, Mike.
1: For I appreciate sure. hey, Get management to send one.
2: <laughs> for sure. We are on
1: it. All right, man. Listen, I wanted to get you on. First of all, because, you know, you're one of my good buddies that's been around this league. I, I appreciate everything you do, while, whether it was on field, off field, the leader you are, that type of stuff. But number one, the thing I want to open this up thing up with is the amount of energy that you have. Because what people don't understand, they see you on the field. Right? <laughs> they see you talking to people in interviews. But that's like seven o'clock at night. I'm telling you you get into the stadium at 5 30 a.m 6 a.m 6 30 a.m and that's the same Simone that you see at that time. like oh, people are walking in like this like I haven't even had the coffee yet and you're exactly the same person you are which i appreciate the most where where the heck does that come from man how do you keep hey, that great morning <laughs> Every morning, it's a great morning. Uh, Where does that come from? How you get that? How you stay Uh, awake that whole time? uh, Well,
2: first of all, I'm wired different, of course, and then. (laughs) But nah, man, it's one of those things where it's like I really appreciate my job and love my job. You know what I mean? Like people don't really understand like what I'm in right now is kind of like a dream. You know what I mean? Like. Everything I do is mad fun. Like, I get to do cool things. I get to play football at a high level. I get to be amongst a bunch of other great men that love to and have the same common goal as me. Like, there's like, I wake up and, like, all right, let's go. Like, who's the first one at the stadium? You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's really just a blessing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. Everything that you take with this is you're just like a big kid. Man, it doesn't matter how old you get. I could imagine you were the exact same way when you were playing, you know, little kid football, right? Like, it's just a big kid in there. But I think what people don't understand is you are that same person in meetings, in early morning lifts, whatever it might be. You're that big kid. And, and it, man, it, it rubs off on a team and you can see it. And that's probably why you've been around the league for so long, because you truly love the sport you're playing
2: for sure daily like i love like i just love football and then i love playing up here like you know like you can really like tell yourself what's going to happen in the season in the beginning of the season when you first go through camp like all right i remember in 2018 i just came off like i only had like 68 tackles whatever And then uh, everybody was like, oh, you're slowing down. You're slowing down. You're slowing down. And I'm like, yo, it was just, I was in a different kind of situation. Right. So then freaking uh, it's 2019. I hear, I hear uh, my favorite defense is coming back. (laughs) And then then, then the reporters are talking to me and they're like, Hey, Simone, how do you think? I'm like, I'll probably get defensive player of the year honestly <laughs> like straight up like, yeah. like yo i'm telling you what's gonna happen and like you you know what's gonna happen in this league like especially just how small the league is and like if you really have an understanding of football you really understand what's gonna happen
1: oh dude and the longer you play the easier the thing gets but you're right man you're right because you're talking 2018 like people don't understand when when there's a certain <laughs> scheme put in place you can, you can only make a certain amount of plays. You can only make the plays that you're responsible for. I mean, you can make your hustle plays and that's probably why you had, you know, still a lot of tackles, but people talking like, you know, you only had 70 tackles. Like, bro, that's, that's somebody's good year. You know, what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> Those are starters, good years. And like that just goes to show the type of player you are and, and how good and dominant you've been, but it, does it truly just get easier and easier and easier?
2: Mike, you would know because like Mike's over here being helpful to you guys. Actually, that's <laughs> easier. Like, yo, let's act like Mike used to get kicked out of practice because he knew where every route was gonna go in the route tree, and there he was picking everything up. They're like, yo, Mike, just get off the field, man. Like, he's asking, does it? Like, yes, it
1: gets easier. <laughs> hey, look, look, I got a microphone in front of me now, so I got to start acting like I'm doing something a little different, right? <laughs>
2: Tell
1: you. But I yeah, mean yeah, yeah
2: for sure. Yeah, you know it is.
1: Yeah, and I mean you can you can see it out there, you're just having more and more fun as it goes on, right? But listen, you decided to stay in Hamilton for the majority of this offseason. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I so when the word came out with the CBA about having these uh the nationalized Americans, mm-hmm. you're the first person that popped in my head. Because and the reason for this isn't because you've been with the team long like you have been with the team long as hell but Mm -hmm. really what it's about is how much you mean to the community and not even the sense that you know you're out there doing like how much the community truly loves you because again that talk about that infectious personality everywhere you go you're taking dude i heard you were taking bar classes (laughs) (laughs) hey hey ferguson you rat (laughs) 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 Hey, but you're you're there. You're in it. You know what I mean. You're doing that stuff, and and that's where people get to see you. So when I started hearing that this was coming in, I'm like, you know what, this is a good plan because it keeps. Maybe it'll have you know down the road, 20 years, there'll be another similar Simone situation where it's somebody that really wants to like be a part of the community and be involved in that kind of shit. And like, that's what you did, and that's why you are where you are, and you are who you are, right? But I mean you tell you tell the people like you know what did it mean to you to stay in the stay here in the off season and like really get more and more entrenched rather than just in the season like
2: you know how it's like it was always hard because it was like yo there's so much i could do here if i stay all year round and like i just had like other obligations i had to go back home to every time and then like this it presented itself and like i just talked with management and like They were super supportive of everything, helped me get set up and do everything. And um, it was just one of those things where I was like, yo, like any kind of community we can do, let's do. Like, I'll do like four a day, whatever. Like, let's get to it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I I feel like I owe the city a little bit. You know, they get a great season from me and a little pop-up during season. But like, I'm going to really give it to the city. So like, we just teamed up and we were doing four parents a day like monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday nhl came to town took care of them let's get it like you know i mean we're just grinding and it all felt so good like you when you're doing things like that that you actually like love to do and stuff like going and seeing the kids at the schools and stuff like it doesn't even feel like work it feels like something i'm just supposed to be doing you know what i mean and it's like it's mad fun and i feel like when you go into those kind of environments with that kind of attitude too, that's how you get people to get like fall in love with you and stuff. Because like, you know, you feel the real, you know what I'm saying? So like, that's like one of the things I take pride in too.
1: Well, it's that superstar treatment, right? Like, I mean, you get to do all those special things in the city. What, what, No matter what city you're in, you get to do those special. And now not to mention you do a couple appearances a day and you know, Looks pretty nice on the bank account, too. Right?
2: <laughs> Yo, stop it, <this> Daily. <laughs> I'm the lowest paid
1: linebacker. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. That's that's another thing, man. That's the craziest. When I saw that, there was a tweet that was put out there about all the all the top paid guys. The <laughs> and the first thing, first thing I see is, oh, top paid guys in the league at each position. Boom, boom, boom. Looking through it, looking through it. Simone first comment. And (laughs) it was, but man, you know what? I, 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 and again, you were probably one of the realest people I played with because of the reason that, like, you will just say what you're thinking and you truly, you truly dislike who you play with. Because, (laughs) and listen, because this is where it gets to is, is once you get to this pro world, what ends up happening is, Everyone knows that they can kind of move around a little bit. So everyone just starts being like brother, brother brother-in-law with everybody. You know what I mean? Hey, how you doing? Hey, great season so far. Hey, you're doing awesome. You know, I make a tackle. You both stand up like you're gonna say something. The guys, hey, really good tackle. And I I was always like, What the like, I can't be nice to these guys. You know what I mean? But you are truly that on, on social media. On I mean, I see it all the time. Somebody says something to you, and you go. You shut them down right away. No, don't, don't play that with me. And, and is that for a mindset thing, or do you actually truly just... Yo,
2: but like, no, it's just, it's one of those things, Mike, where it's like, yo, you know these kids, man. Like, I don't care if they, like, go get, like, a little job and stuff, like, and, like, they're behind the scenes, but, like, yo, like, you're literally, like, a kid, like, on the football field, you know what I'm saying? Like, we played together, we did, like, (laughs) pinky, And it's just like yo that's just the life with it you know and like i take it so personal just because like i really feel like we're playing for each other out there right and it's like yo i'm thinking about brooks he plays next to me he has two kids you know like and you know you get paid when you win games and like that's how you keep everything together so you're playing for each other to hope everybody gets paid you know coach oh he has daughters you know what I mean like I, I feel like that stuff comes to my head you know so I can't imagine like going into a battle where it's like it's a physical game and you know you're trying to embarrass the other team and make them lose and like put other people in bad situations you know a loser's streak can, like lose some jobs and stuff you know what i'm saying and i just under can't understand how anything could be friendly about that like that's mad serious right especially if it's your career right like
1: yeah and and when you put it like that you're exactly right because you know what happens when you're on we've seen it enough times you know when you're on a losing team (laughs) i mean that that locker room is a revolving door people in out it it doesn't matter who you are
2: you know I, what i'm
1: saying in and out of in and out of, in and out and also one of your buddies is all right he's shipping down he's now he's not playing anymore it's like so why am i gonna let up a little bit because i decide that i want to be nice to this person right why am i not going to try to hit him as hard as i can because because mm-hmm. you're right man it's somebody else it's not just you anymore it's Coach because those are the first people to go
2: Yes. You know what I'm saying? The people that you really need. You know, imagine a new staff comes in and then, you know, they take away like a Newton from me or something. I would cry.
1: (laughs) Hey, what? what God, you said it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Newt, man. (laughs) What? I love Newt, yeah. Yeah, but man, and I I hear you. And that, like, uh, yeah, that shit, that's what really makes me like appreciate what you're doing out there right and that's what people don't understand so now when you start hearing all this all this shit that comes up and and you know we were gonna get to it but (laughs) where they're like we're like simone's dirty simone's dirty right and these are people the problem with this is these are people that haven't played the sport at this level
2: listen but like it's so dangerous hey can you give me my own phone i'm sorry mike my other phone i gotta let you listen to this clip mike Like, it's getting actually dangerous, like the people that talk about football. So the guy's reasoning of me running, right, and Cody spinning off, like, you know, about to get tackled. And then I'm coming in to make sure he doesn't get any extra yards. So I'm going in with my forearm to stop the ball if he tries to reach out or anything or just, like, you can control yourself better. like That you're bracing for impact. This guy told me that for me coming in like that, that was aggressive and that was me doing it. And he, this is how he told me to do it. He's like, if Simone was trying to be safe, <laughs> he's like, Yo, if Simone was trying to be safe, he would have went, everybody knows you go hands first. <laughs> Yo, he wants me to break my neck. Because <laughs> like, how do you even brace for impact like this? You know what I mean? Like, where's the, how do you, what do you do? So like, what if Cody comes and his head swings around, boom, hits my neck. I break my neck. I'm done because i'm listening to this guy on television telling me that yo if i want to like be a what like what if a kid like really dislikes me in Saskatchewan? it's like yo i don't want to be like Simone lawrence so i'm gonna use that guy's method and like brace myself like if i'm yo the kid breaks his neck because you're listening to people like that talk about sports that has no business you know i get the entertainment pat like all right, if you want to be entertaining, just be entertaining, funny, all that. But don't talk sports, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't talk – like, people are really playing it, you know? like Yeah, dude, and, and that's match.
1: the thing, man. That's the thing. The, the Because at no point – there's a difference between playing aggressive, fast, and playing hard. And then there's a difference between playing dirty. And listen, I've played with you a long time, and I've played against a lot of people. Right. And there's a difference between playing fast, aggressive – and that – so we'll take – let's just take that one hit that's being talked about right now against Cody. What if you pop that ball free?
2: Yo, it's you're a
1: bubble. Hey, and could you have got – could you guys have used that right then? You know what I mean? Bro. And, and listen, it's, it happens fast. Somebody's wrapping him up. He's spinning around. You are coming in fast because this game, what people don't understand, is a violent game. And if you're not going to play violent, guess what? You're, you're not gonna on the get team. Hurt. You're going to get hurt, number one. And if you don't play fast and violent, you're not on the team. Right. Because like, that's just. And
2: then, and then and that notion, it's like they try to make it like, oh, it's like a, they're, they're labeling that person violent. Like, the, like it's a notion where it's like a bad, so it's dirty, you know. But like I'm sitting there like, yo, there's people that on special teams that run full speed as fast as they can. And they crash into another grown man. Do you, you guys know like what's going on out there? And you guys, like – and, like, to, I just don't like the dirty part. You know what I mean? Like, dirty is, like, getting uppercutted under the thing. Dirty is getting spit on. Dirty is getting clotheslined, not football stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, that's dirty. Yeah. You know, and we're that, playing there football are people out, the out here, you know There I are say? people
1: in the league right now that are dirty. Dirty. That what I've, what I've played against personally and have gotten my uh, – the, on the behind the play – uh you know the guys going out of bounds and have had the back of my ankle stepped on as somebody's you know pretending I mean? to jog by in that huddle when after the play I mean? somebody's spitting in your face right you know what i mean or and some or the big old lineman giving you the little extra things on your ankle.
2: like come on man like getting getting up dirty, with the forearm you on your neck about yeah like yeah. if I, I could literally make a highlight tape of stuff like that would shock the world like it's crazy, man. But like, come on. But like with like the good, like the great ones, like we take all that stuff to the shit, I'm like, all right, you know how many times like I get illegally hit throughout a game and I don't even cry no more. I just like yo, this is part of the game. Let's let's get to it. Like these guys aren't, you know what I mean? i ain't gonna say nothing about it. So like this is part of the game. This is why I gotta go through. It's like when somebody's holding you daily, what are they holding?
1: Damn a paycheck. They holding that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> see and that's and that's so that's the thing when whenever you dial this all back and it's that you know Simone's a dirty player look at who's saying it it's people that honestly it's people that haven't played this sport before that'll look at it in slow motion slow motion when it's a full speed sport you are already like if you look at how you hit everybody you're one of the best tacklers because hey can't run with no legs
2: can't run with no legs
1: so you're taking everybody, and that's how fast you're playing. It, it, everybody sees you don't slow down during hits. So when somebody gets spun around, when somebody's fighting for extra yards, listen, I, I promise you that when I used to play, and I never got called dirty, the hardest part on my body playing was my helmet. And mm-hmm. I would jam my helmet in whatever body part came up first <laughs> so that I could stop you from moving forward. And the only problem is that because you make a ton of tackles every season, Right. Because you're talking shit in between game, in between plays, but not doing a thing dirty. I've played Mm -hmm. with you a long, long time. I I haven't seen, I haven't seen one thing that's offside. I've seen you chirping guys, which is great. Right. Which is funny because everybody does it. You're just, people can just see you doing it, but everybody does it. And I've just (laughs) seen you make a lot of tackles and hit people hard, but for some reason you're the one getting labeled dirty.
2: When everything's on such a high level daily, like daily, like bro, 19, the season we all had. Come on, bro. Like, that was like, if somebody else does that kind of season, they're probably gonna like give him like alt world or something, you know, right? (laughs) And then, yo, shortened season, whatever. Freaking front end of the season, literally scoring touchdowns all day, and you know what I mean. It's yep. like if somebody else gets those kind of stats; they're going all world. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you understand what the game is. You like you get, you can always get it and stuff. But yo, know, man, it's fun, bro. Like it's the game, yo. And if you either love it or you don't. And I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the thing, man. And that's what you can see. You can see that. And that's why you play hard and, and again, and, and the reason I'm talking about this is because it's you know front and center right now, just because I hit, but people mm-hmm. don't understand. Like if you pop that ball free, if you stop him from getting a first down, if that next play, right, you stop him, it's you know, now second and six, and they get yeah. four yards. That's the difference between a punt, that's the difference between winning a game, that's the difference and, between and think about chance. Yo,
2: that's the think about this. Is how I think about it. That fourth and one, I stop him right there. Like, say it's a playoff game or whatever. You don't know what this game's going to like get us to, or you know, you never know what game you really need until you're in the back of the season fighting for your life. You know what I'm saying? And that could be like, oh shoot, daily get another month of uh, huggy diapers.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: like I did that. I feel good now. Like, let's go. You feel like, like you got to rep who you with, man. Like, I don't, That's why I don't play with these other guys on other.
1: No, go.
2: No, man. I'm yeah. really out here, you know, riding, you know what I'm saying?
1: But. And I, I I appreciate that too, because I, realistically at this point, you've played with almost the whole league because yeah. you've been playing for so long. I mean, the amount of guys that change teams here and there, like when you see a guy like, you know, and, and this is a little bit different of a situation because Larry Dean, he's mm-hmm. just a, he's a beauty of a dude, right? He's an awesome guy. Like, but when you see him and you're playing against him and stuff like that, what is that relationship like? Because when he was with Hamilton,
2: awesome guy. I feel nothing. It's 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 just it's like a war, bro. Like when, like people trade in war all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I like there's people that I love and I got absolutely love for, and I would never put like in a body bag or anything like that. <laughs> like, no, nah, like you know, like just like you know what I'm saying. Yep. Like, but like, it's still like. You're trying to take my check, and I'm trying to take your check.
1: And people don't understand. It. It's, what, it's what both guys signed up for. Yeah. So if you're going to go out there and you're not going to play hard, you're not going to try to smack some people around oh. and play as violent as you can, then you're just discrediting the game.
2: That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, yo, like, if everybody plays at this level, oh, that's a better product on the field. Let's be yeah. serious about this. You're not – people tend to be like, yo, oh, he's just moving. Like, yo, it's because, like – No, no bullshit. Like I move at a real fast pace to be this big. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big dude. I can get the A to Z really fast. You know, it's not not normal. Like that's what people don't
1: get. You know what I'm saying? Like, And and that's why you've been around for so long. That's why you've been where you are. Right. But, and actually one thing I do want, because just because I was so curious about it and, you know, for as long as you've played, I have maybe seen you miss like, Off the top of my head, maybe a game or two.
2: Bro, and, like, so So you don't – 2013 was the only year I missed a football game because of injury. And then after 2013, I've never missed a practice. I've never missed a game for being hurt. I never missed a practice, and I've never missed a game for being hurt. Which is – And that's, Which is crazy,
1: which is absolutely crazy to think because the amount of tackles that you get every season, Bro. Right. Which is absolute and so okay. So is it luck? Is it the way you prep? Is it because listen, what people don't know about you is you don't like to lift heavy weights.
2: Nah, you we know we don't do that.
1: <laughs> which is which when you think football, right, it's like, oh yeah, you gotta, you know, gotta and lift for it for all
2: medicine, man.
1: <laughs> hey, you've been taking the T V twelve method before T V twelve was there
2: exactly there's some people that do the tb12 method and told me
1: early in my career <coughs> <I'll jump>. but, <laughs> <laughs> but man like it's and it's crazy to think that like Simone doesn't lift a ton of weights he stays in shape he moves around he's always running always you know doing ab core type stuff you know you're still lifting weights but you're not putting maxes up and is that you honestly think that's the reason you haven't missed many games. I mean,
2: I mean, I mean first of all, it's always God, you know, and means I always like I'm heavy on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I try to stay really good in that atmosphere. And then as far as like the body, yo, like I just feel like I know my body daily. Like, like I'm one of those people, like I'm going, you know how people are like, oh, I can't do that to my body. I'm gonna give my body everything it needs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people are like yo, can't eat that cake right there. I what that cake? I'm eating that. Cake. <laughs> I treat them bad, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, like, I like, I listen to them. Like, I'm like, bro, we ate that cake, man. Now hey, we I take I'm care of you. Four, you take now we got you four, four classes tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we'll just up the end. You like eat that cake? All right, let's more workouts. You know what I'm saying? We'll always up the end. We're not running from shit. You feel? Know?
1: <laughs> hey, but that's the way people are gonna be listening to this, being like. Come on, man. I thought this guy was eating chicken and rice, and that was it. No, well, what they haven't seen is, yeah, you at the dessert table. Well, I, think
2: I, oh, I ate, probably ate over a million birthday cake tibits since I've been in Canada. Like, but no situation. Yeah.
1: Hey, if we <laughs> wouldn't get to the Tim Hortons beside the stadium before you, you'd have all the all the shit Timbits left. I mean, you'd show up and be like, no, Simone, Simone ordered 250 packs of birthday cake. Like, dude, they must have had to bake them all for you before that.
2: Yeah, to exactly <laughs> the point where she used to be like, well, I'll just have it here for you in the boy <laughs> Oh, man, it
1: was crazy. We would just sit there, pass those things around. and So people yeah. don't understand, but, but when you're running around every day, that <laughs> don't matter,
2: yeah. right? For real, that's us. You don't even feel it, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> man. With a prat- and especially a kid, man, what are you doing? Like, probably like 3,000 <laughs> calories a day for a <laughs> Like what?
1: Uh, it was like twelve miles. You do like twelve miles a day. You
2: look down and be like, "What?" Well, I'm not. not that, daily. It, bro. I, I, no, you I know what? Daily is getting sweet, bro. Like, like kids are going to be playing football for a long time. Like, it's not
1: like that. <laughs> what? They're taking it easy. This camp is easy. Is that <laughs> you're telling me? <laughs> it's, getting, it's like it's like it's like people just get their work done and
2: like you know you know, it's no more like. I don't know, because I, I miss those, like, I don't miss them, but I just appreciate those long, nasty days where I really felt like I was going to die, you know what I mean? Like, they don't let you get to that point anymore. Like <laughs>
1: It's all about taking care of yourself. But, I mean, man, I, I agree. There was always a weird balance between, like, but that was for the people that didn't show up to camp in shape. Yo. Those long Yo. days would kill people. <laughs> But the people that showed up, in in shape. It's just like, oh, here we go, another long day, another yeah. long day.
2: and everything felt and not. I, oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that because, like, I was like four years ago. It was the first time I realized, like, yo, people really don't do nothing all offseason and come to
1: church. <laughs> bro. Nothing like people. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew I was gonna be like, okay, this should be pretty easy. <laughs> this is this sport should be pretty easy because if people are coming in and talking about going to world gym two weeks before camp, you no, haven't you had a gym not. membership.
2: You haven't been running. Dude, what you? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, cause I'd be like, people be on vacation and stuff. going I'm, cra- I'm like, man, all my money got to go right back in me so I can be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Man. Like, bro, I, I would think, I would think if, if I missed a run or a lift day, I'd be like, well, <laughs> do you know how far behind I am? Like, when I hadn't stopped for the whole off season, but I'd miss one of them and I'd start stressing out. It'd be like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm going to be out of shape. But then I'd start learning, like you said, maybe two, three years into it, start listening to people's off season programs. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, uh, took, you know, about three months off and then just kind of started working out two times a week for the next month. And then, you know, started really just running hill sprints last week.
2: Bro, My mom's always like, yo, how do you do it, like, up there? No, the kids are so young. And I'm like, oh, man, this man's sweet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Makes it easier now that they're so young. Man, you can just throw them around.
2: There's a kid. There's a kid, like, there's these kids are born in, like, 2000, yo.
1: You feel old or what? Nah, man. (laughs) You
2: know (laughs) how it is. Like, you don't feel old until somebody makes you feel old. (laughs) (laughs)
1: hey well listen what i do want to close out you get you get a home opener this week i mean tough tough one last week tough one last week that's how it goes though early on you got to figure some stuff out home opener though in the donut box you gotta be fired up again every single time man it didn't matter what season it was what the situation was every time you play in the home opener or or a playoff game One, one of those two in labor day throw Mm -hmm. that in there too but those are just it's fantastic
2: it's it's such a great environment like it's just fun it's like you get it's like you get your first day of school you get to go see all your friends and stuff you want to see how people been like who are they with like it's just like (laughs) it's a vibe you know it is it's just a vibe like because like regardless of like us being like superstar players and stuff like we're so close to like the community that it feel you, you get a, like, kind of like a report, like I can look at somebody and be like, wow, I watched you grow up. Or like, I get like, Oh, you did this for me. Did Like, it's just a big family. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's like how you describe those type of games, especially a home opener.
1: Yeah, man. And you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't wait to see you guys, you know, one loss is one loss early on in the season that you know that doesn't mean anything it's just learn from it at this point but I'm excited to see where this goes I'm excited for the home opener I'm going to be watching it's going to be awesome awesome to watch but listen I want to appreciate I appreciate you coming on here I really do especially with the situation I miss you I miss you Tom. man Man, only Mike could do this man everybody else it would have been (laughs) 10,000 <laughs> oh, man, that's funny, bro. that's funny, but listen, thanks. I do appreciate it yeah. and uh good luck with the rest of the eight hey, tell Coach Ross I say what's up cause oh, well, I would like <laughs> he's the man <laughs> Sorry, Mike. all right, so. <laughs>